back to the potty. Welcome back to another spooky, I was going to say Friday, it's Wednesday for us. It'll be Friday the 13th, hopefully, if you're listening <laughs> oh to this. Oh my god. And in October, said <laughs> our special guest sitting beside me. Um, it's nice to actually have someone in the room again. Um, it just, you know, it, it feels nice for once. Um, Hi. This is Emma Bose. <laughs> Hi. Everybody. Do you want to say a little something? Anything about yourself, about what's um, going on in your life, what you're doing? Not much right now. I go to Dow. Yeah. I'm in my last year of a Bachelor of Science, major in bio, minor in English. Such a such a cool combination. I like it. It sounds like I'm challenging myself, but I just did not want to minor in like chem or any other science. And see that's so, yeah. <laughs> English was where it was at. No, I get that. I completely do. Um, Emma, you went to the rivalry high I school. I did. I am also a Miramichi. Yeah, from Miramichi. Emma went to JMH and we went to MVHS. I'm a Chathamer. She's a Chathamer. You know, uh-huh. born and bred. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> yeah, I thought it would be super fun to have you on today just because you're, you know. I've not- been begging. You. <laughs> <laughs> She has been begging to be on the podcast, and, you know, I wasn't going to say it, but here we are now. Here we are. Um, You know, Friday, October the 13th. Um, Hopefully, you'll be listening to it on this date, because it's so symbolic and such a fun fun experience. A spooky day. It's a spooky day, (laughs) and I hope everyone stays safe today. Um, And, and yeah, I have a few things. Let's see what I have for us to talk about. Okay, um, introduce Emma. You already got the gist of it. That Mm -hmm. was... Beautiful. Sarah, now how was Saw 10? So good. Was it? So good. And everyone should see it because you don't you don't really need to like see the others in order to see this one. Yeah. Which so, is have you watched any of the Saw movies before? No. no. I'm oh. not a scary movie person. I watched Insidious for the first time recently. Yeah. And then I went to the new one. And oh. I liked it. Like, I I'm, liked the plot. I'm trying to think. Insidious, that's not the one with, like, the home recording, is it? No. No, that one's... What it is that one? It was about, like, astral per- projections. Oh. What is the one... Paranormal Activity, I think I'm thinking of. It's, like, with the home video style. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I do like a good horror movie. I don't really like to be scared. Like I'm so afraid of getting scared that I'm anxious the entire which, time. Which is me, but then I, I find I'm not actually scared when it comes to the jump scares because I'm just so on edge. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, that was nothing. Like, why was I even afraid, you know? But it's there's something, there's a charm to them. But Saw movies, they aren't really, like, jump scary. It's more, like, just gruesome. Yeah, I was just going to say, there wasn't really that many jump scares in this. No. It's more just, like gross would you say it's like one of the better ones you've seen yeah it's probably like my favorite one and now did they did they significantly go into the backstory or was it just like that was an element but it was still kind of like the same formula um no it was definitely the same formula but like yes they did go into the backstory more i love it i love it do you know anything about the sound movies no basically just like traps i know them yeah it has the mask right a mask um, like the the guy. It has a white and red mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The little like. Yeah, I know that. Whatever his name but is, Jigsaw. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Basically, just people get punished for things, but they all like get locked in a warehouse or somewhere, like kidnapped and like put Ooh. into these like 
torture machines. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> long story short, that was that. I just wanted to know because Sarah said that she was going to go to it um, last episode. And, you know, now we're in the future. Yeah, yeah, and so we're good. living for it. Oh, my God. Um, let me see what else, what else, what else. Okay, now, okay, sorry, I'm just talking. I had a couple different points that I wanted to just, like, briefly mention before, like, we got into the, the nitty-gritty of things. It's fun. It housekeeping. Is. Housekeeping. This one's not housekeeping. <laughs> it's just, okay, you know how, we've talked about it before, Sarah. Don't, I don't think so on the podcast, but you know when you're scrolling through Instagram and you're like, oh, my God, every picture, it's, like, always, like, glitches and it's on the second thing and, like, the set Yes, of I've noticed that because then I'm always like, oh, yes. they put this first, yes. like... Did you know yeah. that there's a reason why you're seeing that? That's not a glitch. I was literally going to no. like contact Instagram <laughs> like the other day because I was like I was scrolling through because I'm so meticulous with our Instagram posts. Like not that I do them all, but like you know I tend to do uh, like quite a bit of them. And so Sarah's like literally like all, all of them. them. No, but listen, listen, listen. <laughs> I don't want to be the person that does them all. But um, yeah, so I was like scrolling through on my other account just to see, and it came up the post, and I was like. Ew, why is it loading on the second, like, second slide? I wanted, like, people to see the first slide first, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But it's because I guess I had already seen it on the timeline. So if you see the first picture when you're scrolling oh. and you go on again, it will, like, bring Start. you something fresh by, like, loading the second picture. It doesn't go, like, three, four, five or whatever. I don't think. Yeah. But it at least gets you to the next gotcha. one. That makes sense. But it's kind of dumb. I don't know. Yeah. I, I like to see things in order. So if I go and, like, revisit something, especially if I'm just scrolling through and I, like, scroll no. back up, I don't want it to be on the second picture. Because when I post yeah, things, same. I, like, strategically, like, something, I want this first and I want this second. <laughs> yeah. That is exactly what I'm saying. And so that um, was just something I thought I would share with y'all. Um, and similarly, just a little, did you hear what Doja Cat named her new cat? <laughs> Irving St. John? <laughs> <laughs> did you hear that, Sarah? No. Doja Cat named her cat Irving St. John. Like, I don't know if it's after the dead billionaire. Na- like, you know, the Irving company. I think it. I think it's... Or named after, like, the Irving, like, in St. John. I'm assuming it wasn't, like, the <laughs> Irving in St. John, but that's how I... The Irving in St. John. <laughs> right. That's how I read it. I was like, ooh. But regardless, like, St. John, like, she's talking about New Brunswick, and she's talking about, like, Irving, like, a, like... I just was reading some comments on a TikTok that was like, oh, yeah, like, famous billionaire, whatever, like, dead. Like, <laughs> That's Irving cool. St. John. Irving St. John, yeah. I was just like, I why? thought it was hilarious. Yeah, she posted, uh, like, I think her new cat. It looks kind of scraggly, but it's like <laughs> a little He looks kitten. like his name would be Irving St. John. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we, as, you know, New Brunswickers, I thought we just had to touch on that little... Sorry, I'm just Googling it. I haven't seen the cat, so <laughs> you have to see. It's that. such a little like scraggly thing, Doja Cat, new <laughs> new cat. How many He's... times can you say cat? Oh my god! I love cats. Cats are amazing. Did I you see anything yet, Sarah? <clears throat> it's probably in like the. Oh, Saint it's John cute. Days. I mean, it's a little like looks like it could use a like good combing, maybe, but I think it's just. A yeah, kitten. it needs to be brushed like severely, <laughs> but like it's cute. Uh, I love it, Irving St. John. It comes up as just the <laughs> the St. John companies. If you don't search for Doja, Cat, is there like only that. one leaked photo? Well, she posted a couple ones on Instagram. Leaked. <laughs> oh, okay. Hysterical. Not leaked. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. No, there's. <laughs> he looks angry. He does. No wonder. Oh my god. Yeah. We love it. We love Doja Cat for having a fun oh. 
a fun little, you know, names for her children. She um, is funny, children. so it makes sense. She is. She is funny. We love Doja Cat. I think that's all. Did you have anything, Sarah, to add to my... <coughs> My, no, but um, I do want to apologize for my coughing because I think I'm getting sick, so... Okay, well, we'll have to end this call. Um, um, just, just kidding. ignore that, everyone. That's Sorry t- about that in advance. You know, that's A-OK, Sarah. Um, you know, you're allowed to be sick. You're allowed to, you know, hopefully you, get better. Peter. Yeah. Do you remember the last time you were sick, Emma? I feel like I'm starting <laughs> to get there now. Okay, so you're really going to have to leave the room. <laughs> no. No, honestly, it felt like it's been coming for a while and it hasn't yet, so like... It might just yeah, be a little mild same. something, something. Yeah. It's just that Hopefully. season, I guess. Yeah. And everybody was sick all summer. It was kind of gross. Yeah, everyone's sick all the time. It's just like, what is this sickness that is life? Um, speaking of sickness and life, I thought we'd get down into the dark... Nitty- I keep saying nitty-gritty, the dark essence that is you know this world and really just hone in on some creepy spooky topics for this episode um to keep in in Mm -hmm. theme with our it all ended with a light bulb series for october in case you didn't know um no better way to do that than a pinball episode a pinball episode look at you plugging our like little ah! i love it um did sarah did you want to explain to people who might not know what a pinball episode is if they're just tuning in sure so basically um somebody picks somebody starts off with an idea which could be basically anything um, but for this episode, okay, we kept it, like, Halloween-y, but, like, Halloween, like, minor kind of more just, like, scary. Yeah, just creepy or, like, things, dark I guess. themed things, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then, um, so if I started, I find a topic, and then based off my topic, I give the next person a hint, and with that hint, they have to find their own topic, and so on and so forth. So that is what we'll be doing today. That was really well put, Sarah. I'm so proud of you. Thank um, you. <laughs> Sarah, what is that behind you? What? Do you see that? Where? The thing standing behind Sarah. Ooh. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Did I, like... <laughs> she didn't, she didn't I thought you were talking about the fan. At first, I did, too. I saw the fan. The fan? What fan? Oh. Uh, No, I just wanted to see if I could get your heart racing a little bit, you know, but that's okay. It was worth a shot. It was worth a shot. No, I was like, yeah. (laughs) Sarah's like, didn't you? Yeah. Anyways, um, moving on. So. (laughs) (laughs) I think, Sarah, did you start off? Or did Emma? Sarah, did I? No, yeah, I did. You did. <laughs> I did. You literally like ate. You I forgot. Okay. Well, um, I guess that means I'll start off. Yeah, I guess so. Unfortunately. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay, hold on. I got to pull up my notes here. No, of course. You do that and Emma will sing us. Actually, no. I'm going to see if sing. I remember it. So. But can you know? I was. I had Just, no idea what to talk about for this as I normally do. So I was yeah. like, hmm. Since I just saw the Saw movie, why don't I see if there's any, like, real-life Saw, like, murder cases as such. There's not, really. (laughs) However, (laughs) However, I came across this case called the Pizza Bomber. Have you guys heard of it or no? 
No, I don't think so. Okay. That's surprising because it seemed like everyone and their mother had heard about it because apparently it's like a very well-known thing. See, I might have, anyway, but I just, I don't, can't um, think off the top of my head. <clears throat> and I saw on, I think it was like Reddit or something that a lot of people think this is kind of like a saw, has like saw vibes. I personally did not think it did, <laughs> but, um... <clears throat> So basically there was this guy named Brian Wells who worked at a pizza shop and he was a pizza like delivery man. Yeah. So one day he got this call and his coworker actually answered the phone, but he couldn't understand what the woman or person, I guess, was saying on the phone. So he passed the phone to Brian and then Brian was like, took the pizza order, took the address, whatever. So then he went to go deliver the pizza and it was like down this like weird road and then I'm pretty sure he got to, like, a cell phone tower or a, maybe a water tower. Some type of tower was at the end of this road. <laughs> a wizard tower. Um. <laughs> and so he was like, like, where do I bring this pizza? So he gets out of his car and then he gets, like, attacked by four people all wearing black. And they put, like, a, like a bomb around his neck. What? And it has, like, a timer on it and it's, like, ticking down. And so they give him, like, basically, like, a scavenger hunt. And they're like, first you need to go rob this bank, get this amount of money, and then you'll find the next clue. And if you do all this, you can get the, like, bomb removed from your neck. And so he walks into this bank, and he tries to, like, rob the bank. Um, But, of course, like... I don't exactly remember the amount of money that he was supposed to get, but um, he, anyway, the lady at the bank gave him, like, $8,000, and she was like, "Mm, okay, bye. And so (laughs) then he left, because, like, obviously, like, he doesn't know how to rob a bank. Like, he's scared. Well, no, people take so long. So he leaves. (laughs) She calls the police, obviously. And then um, this Brian guy just, like, sits in the street Because he didn't get the right amount of money and, like, he doesn't know what to do. And then he has this bomb around his neck that's, like, ticking. And so the cops all come and he's trying to tell the cops, like, I'm a victim. Like, I I didn't, I robbed this bank because I'm being, like, forced to rob this bank. And so nobody will, like, go towards him because they're so scared that the bomb's going to go. And no one's, like, listening to him. And so, unfortunately, the bomb, like, went off and he, like, died. Oh, Um, like, right there. Like, right there on the street, yeah. And um, so it was, like, this big investigation about what happened. But basically, they linked it back to this girl. Hold on. I wrote down her name. Marjorie. Marjorie. Just just Marjorie? (laughs) But but I didn't write the last name, so sorry about that. Um... (laughs) But basically, Marjorie had, like, a history of, like, being with men who ended up, like, like dying. Um, but, like, no one has... She's never been, like, convicted of, like, anything yeah. before. And her father is, like, super rich. But her father, like, cut her off. And she no longer had any money. So her the whole thing was, like, she wanted... She contacted someone who she was with, like, her boyfriend... And was like, I'm going to pay you this amount of money to kill my dad. 
So the whole reason that Brian robbed the bank was to get her that money so she could give it to someone else so they would kill her dad. Because her dad cut her off and then she had no money. So she wanted, so she to kill wanted her, dad. her dad dead. <clears throat> yeah. Take but she didn't want to do it. She was going to pay someone to do it with the money that Brian they... was supposed to get from the bank. So where did she get a bomb? She had someone make it. Oh, like someone someone made the bomb. That's why, like, there was like there was more people in on it. That's why he was like attacked by like multiple people, and they put it around his neck. Yes, but yeah, she like yeah, but she She probably was like like, mainly back. She probably was like, oh my god, I'm gonna get his you know money in my in his whatever will, and um, I would give y'all each a cut. She probably wasn't even gonna give him a cut. Is she in prison now? Do you know? Yeah. (laughs) No, they let her off. No. <laughs> they said, oh, you sound like a sweet old um, lady, Marjorie, Marjorie Bomb. But yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean what? Marjorie's. A- oh, I thought, okay. The Wikipedia page is Death of Brian. I was like, I thought the picture that came up was Marjorie, and I was like, Marjorie's um, a guy? She seems like a. Yeah. But yeah, I think the only reason people think it's like a saw is because of like the homemade, like, bomb. But like, it's not like. Yeah, and it's, it's more <laughs> the almost. The plot like, is not really. Yeah, it's almost more like that one episode that we talked about before on the podcast, The Black Mirror. Um, I listened to that the other day. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that? <laughs> it was a pinball episode. Oh, my God. Look at that pinball episode talking about the same exact episodes of Black Mirror. It kind of reminds me of that, just like, go do this, but it wasn't like multiple I was going to say but... that, too. I've only watched a couple episodes of Black Mirror. I love. But it reminded me of one of them. I don't know what it was called. I always think it's called Shut Up and Dance, but it's called... It is. Oh, it is. Okay. (laughs) No, I thought it was called Hang the DJ last time, but it's not. Shut Um, up and dance, I would think, would be the And then he has to rob the bank, yeah. Right. Does he have to rob a bank in that episode? He does. Oh, my God. Okay. Well. Yeah, and then it's like teamwork, and then the other, the older dude ditches him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then at the end, it's a big reveal. We won't spoil. We won't spoil because it was such a good piece of. I'd recommend. Yeah, of course. That and just don't recommend doing it, you know, in real life. Um, you know, no pizza bombing, please. But Sarah, do you, so from that, you had the hint. What was it? I gave, Emma, what did I give you? You gave me two hints. You gave me bomb or heist. Oh, And I yes. kind of went with heist. Okay. So, is it my, I, now you I can have take You can, usually, okay, <laughs> well, before you go, you should threaten Sarah, say, like, really, like, you know, aggressively, like, is that all? No. No, that's how we do it. I did hear you do that once. That's how so. we do it, though. We go, is that all? And then we laugh. I did hear you we... do that once. <laughs> you did. I heard it. I, w- okay. I was like, ooh. You won't do it? So I figured I'd be nice. Okay. Give Sarah Thank a you, break. Emma. <laughs> <laughs> so I went with heist. I tried to find, like, I thought there might have been something like a Halloween heist, like, that was like a tradition or something. Mm-hmm. But it all I got was episodes of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And I had never watched that show, so I didn't want to give any commentary on it. Um, so I found this cutesy, spooky little story about a Halloween heist um, that I just said I couldn't find. But I found this, like, a, no, <laughs> a fiction one. Um, so every year in Hollowbrook, I think it's just supposed to sound spooky. 
But like, like we can pretend good. it's like just off. <laughs> we the, can call it Miramichi. Yeah, every year and every year Miramichi. And now like Chatham or like maybe let's say Napin. Every Na- year in <laughs> Nelson Chatham Head is Chatham, where I'm from. Chatham Head. Every year in Chatham Head, there was a masquerade ball on Halloween night. Um, there was a man named Jack Shadow who wanted to steal the Chatham Head jewel, <laughs> which was a gem. That was believed to hold the power to awaken spirits of the town's ancestors. So he formed this group of people. There was him, and it it didn't say he had, like, any special talent at all. But he found a contortionist, (laughs) an illusionist, and a locksmith. So there was this little group of friends, and they were going to go to this masquerade ball in Chatham Head. Mm -hmm. And get the jewel um so the contortionist and the illusionist were both like just distractors and they were and then jack shadow and the locksmith broke into Mm. this room where the jewel is yeah and they found the ghostly marauder who protects all of the the town's treasures um they tried they did a little fight but they didn't have the contortionist or the illusionist they were in the back <laughs> distracting everyone um and the ghostly marauder put a curse on the two of them so instead of them having this jewel that can awaken the spirits they got sucked into the jewel and they haunt <laughs> and they joined the ghostly marauder in protecting the jewel for the rest of eternity so they ended up joining wow. him instead yeah. of getting it. Oh my so God. now they're, and I don't know if like the contortionist and the illusionist like gave up and like just thought that their friends were missing. They never, <laughs> they never looked into it any further. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> this was the hardest hint I will say. Yeah. The other two I enjoyed more. See, my hints were very much, yeah, like, the ones I got were just, like, I was, like, what do I do with these? I gave Kale kind of evil ones, not gonna lie. <laughs> they were all right, <laughs> but, like, I just didn't know where to take them. Like, some of them were, okay, well, I won't get into it just yet, but, um, are you done? Yeah. <laughs> that one I am. Is that done. all? <laughs> is that all? Is, is that, that all? it? No, I'm that just teasing. It? I really enjoyed that little story. It just kind of sucked Where'd you up. find that on? Just, like, a website? Oh, or? a magician never reveals their sources. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, never. Not ever. Um, that was such a, yeah, such a cute little, not cute, it's like it a little was, I tried tale. to make it as spooky as possible, but. I loved it. Thank you. I loved it. My yeah. other ones are more fun. I no, swear. that was fun. I, I promise you that <laughs> that, that was, was fun. fun. Just and a if, day in Chatham Head. Just a day in Chatham Head at the, <laughs> the what is it called? The something ball? or The masquerade ball. The masquerade ball. I love it. Okay. Um, and then from there, you gave me the hint. Was it Jewel? Jewel. Okay. Ooh, so I was like, Jewel. I, ga- I said, like, do you want me to give you a, a challenging hint? Or do you want, like, an easier hint? And, I and he my- said challenging. So I, I- you know, I said, if I can't do it, I'll get something else from you. But I ran with it. And I was like, Jewel, Jewel, Haunted Jewel, Mysterious Jewel spooky jewel something and i was like just looking all over the web and nothing really came about although i guess it kind of did because there is a jewel in this one i just didn't realize but i was looking (laughs) at more like 
like haunted jewelry or like stuff mm-hmm. like that. And so I was like, hmm, like mm. what could we talk about for this? So I found on Reddit um, a user named um, his underscore self. I'm guessing he goes by he, him pronouns. Um, but you know, <laughs> not assuming. <laughs> Um, so I'm going to just quote this Reddit post. Just don't, you know, don't come at me just for being basic, boring. I just want to tell it as it is, um, because I think it's, it's cool. So it's, they said early on we were buying jewelry. So this guy and his wife, um, that looked good and was within our price range that had not had any bad experiences with them. This was under a haunted like jewelry post on Reddit, I should say. Um, came the night we attended an auction that had a beautiful emerald and 18-inch gold necklace made by a reputable German maker and was from the early 1920s. As beautiful as it was, it felt cold and had an odd perfume-like odor. When bidding started, we got in on it and stuck with it until we won the final bid at $130. When we got home, my wife tried it on, got a strange look on her face, took it off, waited a minute, and put it back on again. Same strange look, and she took it off and said it felt like cold hands around her throat. She asked me to try it on, and to humor her, I did. Even though it was 18 inches and had plenty of room to hang easily below the throat, it felt like very cold hands were around my throat and choking me. The smell became very noticeable, and I was in the process of taking it off when it felt like somebody hit me in the back, and I fell down. And after that, neither of us wanted to try putting it back on. The feeling of cold and odor persisted, and we eventually decided to sell it, and we doubled our money. But we felt bad afterwards and thought maybe we should have told the you know the buyer that this is why we're selling it kind of thing. But, you know, they wanted the money, I guess. So, <clears throat> so um, that was that first piece. And then at another auction, they said, we bought a woman's gold bracelet, and every time my wife wore it, Um, She had horrible nightmares. This piece had no smell like the last one, but again, it felt very cold. We ended up selling it for good profit, and this time we actually, you know, felt bad enough and we told the buyer we were selling it because it gave my wife nightmares. The buyer laughed it off, but three weeks later, she died in a car accident. Like, spooky. Weird. Um, And then they said to conclude, um, the nature of metal is that it is cold unless it has been heated up. Like, you know, it just kind of sits with whatever temperature it's around kind of thing. But some pieces seem to feel much colder than other pieces, even though they're sitting next to each other. Um, and then they kind of just spoke about, like, how gold jewelry kind of tends to do it more and certain certain gemstones that they found um, and jewels. But they just said, yeah, they, they don't bid on anything now. I don't know, you know... I, I don't know. I want to know who what couple goes around bidding on jewelry all the time, but, like, you yeah. do you. Did anything... Nothing has happened to the first buyer. Nothing happened to the first buyer that they know of, I guess, at least. But and like the other one died. That's nuts. It's weird. Like, whether that's coincidental or not, that they, you know, the guy fainted at first, the first time he wore that necklace. But the other one died. Like, and I know coincidences happen, sure, but, like, it's just so mm-hmm. weird, right? Like what are what are the odds? I think it is weird. It reminds me of the Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh my God, Sarah and I were talking about that. Sarah and I were talking about it last 
episode actually i think about how i need to watch that movie we watched like the old old one like the original yeah. one it was so silly that it was like it wasn't that <laughs> scary at all but i mean you know horror movies had to start somewhere exactly and i like those ones because i am scared of scary have movies have you ever watched psycho that's another classic it just you know doesn't really have i think it has one kind of jump scare but it's like quite i think it was mm-hmm. filmed in the 60s but it was really good but um so that was my 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 story about just you know some haunted potentially jewelry and i found quite a, i found some other ones that were like the black dahlia ruby and like the something something indian gem or something and and i was like okay like these seem cool but like a lot a lot of them had like just super kind of folklore like mythologies around them like this princess mm-hmm. gave it to this prince that died this way and then 85 people that had it died and you know, everyone dies, but I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. So after that... I love Reddit for this <clears throat> stuff. I Reddit is so fun. I love it. It right? just it's, it's such a treasure trove of, like... And I mean, sometimes, you know, I'll go and confirm different things, but stuff mm-hmm. like this, I'm like, this was someone's... Whether it's real or not, like, we can take it at face value for the story that it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoy it. Yeah, we, we do love a little Reddit here. So, um, Sarah, can you still see us, by the way? Yeah. Okay, sorry to interrupt. I just can't see us on the little tiny screen. Um, but we're good. We're good. Not that it's it's a podcast, so you don't need to see us technically, but it's always nice to see my face, I know. And You're perfectly in frame. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so after that, I gave Sarah the hint, choking, as per the necklace. Um, yeah, this was really hard because whenever I, like, Googled anything, it was literally just, like, how to save someone from choking, top (laughs) foods you can choke on. (laughs) I was was like, what do I do with this? So I came across, um, this page talking about the choking game that was popular through, um like TikTok and YouTube back in 2021. Um, So that's what I'm going to be talking about, kind of just like as a lesson as Mm -hmm. to like how prominent and like how much social media affects like younger children. Um, But basically the choking game is exactly what it sounds like. It's where people, mostly kids, I'm saying kids because I think that was like, like who was mostly doing it, but yeah, they would literally choke themselves to try and feel like a euphoric feeling um, and experience like I read like it's to experience what it feels like to die in like a euphoric sense. What? Um, Interesting. Yeah, and I have like just some numbers here. Hold on, can you see me still? Yeah. Not that it matters, but... Um. No, I don't want to see you anyway, but, like, it's fine. I guess that we still can. <laughs> okay, yeah. So one study found that at least 79,000 students in the Canadian province of Ontario participated in the choking game. 79,000? In one province. That is insane. I feel like insane. that's the entirety of the that's population. That's crazy, yeah. How did I, I didn't hear about this. I you think like, this would be, like... It's not the one where you hold your breath, is it? Well, the, yeah, like, it can be. But there, I okay. also, like, read that, like, people were doing it with their friends and, like, actually having, like, their friend, like... Oh, no. Choke them. Um, Who would do And, that? yeah, and there was also, like, multiple, like, 
fatalities and like injuries and people were like po- like the kids were like posting this on their tiktok and so that's kind of how it got around and it it like blew up because everyone was like oh my god i want to try that um for what reason i don't know to feel this euphoric sensation that everyone claims you would feel um and yeah then it just kind of like blew up from there um Wow. And yeah, that's what I came across. So it just kind of shows like. Did anybody die? Sorry, did you say? What was that? Did anybody die? Did you say or no? Yeah, like multiple multiple children. Okay, did I just did you say that already, or did I just completely zone out because I was too like? like <laughs> no, I did. I okay. did. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just kind of like zoned out just thinking about like these poor children. Like that's so scary. Yeah, because the game the game itself has been around for like. Like, yeah, it says here, like, since 1995, at least 82 the eighty-two youths between 16 and 19 have died in the United States. So, like, the game itself has been around for, like, a long wow. time. But, like... What euphoric yeah. feeling? Like, just getting air again? Like... Like, just... The, I don't know. Yeah, like... You want to celebrate life, I guess. Emma, do you want to choke me out real quick? No. <laughs> You're supposed to say yes. Live just trial. The, just, for the bit. <laughs> just for the bit. You're supposed to say yes and then choke me to death. Right here. Okay, so On now we're going to be playing the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sarah, you get you get your cat there in the back. Is that Bella or is that Benny? That's Bella. You get Bella, I tell her to choke you out. So, that's fine. <laughs> and then we... And then we'll we get see a, you on the other side. Yes, and we join the Marauder. And <laughs> Literally, it kind of reminds me of how kids, not kids, but some people will take like too much Benadryl and like trip on it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. Like kids, that. And like, there's so many, right? There's so many different things that even like it's scary because like as you grow up, like I I can think back to when I mean I'm still irresponsible in some regard, but like most regard. Oh, thank you, thank you. But um, <laughs> I love the digs. We're here for the digs. Um, no, I mean, like, you know, but at the same time, I feel like, you know, we're, we're able to comment on these things now that we're not in it because mm-hmm. I remember certain things like, you remember the knife challenge? Oh, yeah. I've got all my fingers yeah. and the knife goes chop, chop, chop. And if I miss scary. a space between yeah. my fingers, will come off or whatever it is. Or the eraser That's one. crazy. When we were kids, like, we got in trouble. Like, this was at yeah. awesome. We The kids were, like, erase, taking an eraser and just rubbing their hand until it was, oh. like... Just yeah. <laughs> like and like why? for what? <laughs> that and like the yeah, knife like, game. Why? Like what? Like you see those videos where people would like you it's know. Like what's the goal? <laughs> oh, I'm so cool. Like you know, I remember when they used to, we people would do in the mornings in the cafeteria at Harkins Middle School the knife game, and then the teachers would be like, "Yeah, you can't be doing that." We never were playing with that. So much stuff like that, like Tide Pod Challenge. Like that why are you eating a Tide silly. Pod? Literally, was that even a <laughs> challenge though? Yeah, kids were eating them. I don't like I just remember honestly looking back I just remember like it being a, a like you know I just remember now like the the warnings that are on like the Tide Pods like don't eat these but I don't remember actually it being a thing that people were like eating I remember seeing it Did people make fake ones though is that the thing and they'd people be like People probably made fake ones just to like look you drink you <laughs> you, you drank laundry detergent <laughs> I didn't forget. Yeah, Kale. Yeah, I am. Um, <laughs> she's not, she's referencing. I am a, a fan. For the people that don't know, she's referencing my, um, you know, my 
once upon a time music career in which I had a music video for a song I had called Laundry in which I <laughs> pretended to be someone that was obsessed with drinking laundry detergent. Um, and so, yeah, I had my whole dorm room just, like, covered in laundry detergent. and We weren't even really... I didn't really know you at that time, but I was a fan. You were a fan? Oh, of my God. Of the music career. <laughs> of the music career. I should leak a song someday. Are those still available? They're all still somewhere, but, like, they're not available to the gen pop. They're just, you know, if you search I'll it... I'll find them. You, <laughs> she's going to find them, and then I will shut down that loophole where that music still exists. But no. Kill Power on Apple Music. You can probably still see it all there. <laughs> My little picture. We love it. That's at Richie's Wharf, I can tell. It is at Richie's Wharf. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. Um... Black or, bla- or no, sorry. I, I was about to say your next hint to Emma, but yeah, my next hint to Emma was blackout because it's also known as the blackout challenge. So, blackout ah, challenge. fair. Okay, so Scary. I when I first heard blackout, I was like, What am I going to talk about? <laughs> but I figured I'd, I'd, I just kind of was thinking like black, spooky. Uh huh. So, I wanted to mm-hmm. kind of like do some research on. Like the black cat superstition. Because I thought superstitions oh. are kind of like spooky. Ooh, I love yeah. it. So as like, as far as I knew, it was just like if you saw a black cat cross the street, it meant like you were going to have bad luck for however long. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of like, where did this come from? Like, why the poor black cats? Like everybody <laughs> just hated them. <laughs> so in like medieval Europe... It was thought that devils and witches could just, like, kind of transform into a black cat and, like, really? curse people. Yeah, it was... So that was, like, the f- the earliest I could find. Mm-hmm. Um, I also heard, like, they're linked to witchcraft and the devil. Um, the Catholic Church believed... I don't know if it still, if it still does, but this... In, like, the 1400s, I think... They thought that it was an incarnation of the devil, that he was just, like, finding his way up to Earth to, I don't know, recruit. Sucks. <laughs> um, but in other parts of the world, like Asia and some parts of Europe now, um, they think that you're it's a sign of good luck. And if you own a black cat, then you're, oh you'll be lucky in life. Aww. Yeah. So it kind of, it depends on what part of the world. I some of them, so. it just, I guess, like, some associate it with the Grim Reaper, too. Kind of similar to the devil. That's fair. And, I mean, largely, I think of, like, obviously, I'm just kind of, like, like you know, just going off of that. But, like, the darkness, like, the black kind of makes you think of death. So, it's mm-hmm. it kind of no wonder it's, like, mm-hmm. associated, I guess, like, you know, with like, spooky, dark things. Um but, you know, as they can testify, you know, Bleak, her black cat, was a, a, a gem. Oh. Yeah. May she uh, rest in peace. Uh, My friend Emily has a cat named Ruth, and she's a black cat, and Ruth. she's a sweetie. Ah, uh, we love Shout it. Shout out to Emily and Ruth. <laughs> and Earl. And Earl, of course. I Is never knew cat? that they meant that they, like, were a sign of good luck places. So that's, it like, depends. good this, to know. Uh, Right. This source also says that uh, it'll bring good luck for a theater performance. Really? <laughs> so, or good omens for sailors. What are the odds of Just that? Just so random. I feel yeah. like once you 
delve into something too deep, you'll find the most random things. <laughs> you'll find everything that anyone's ever thought about in terms of like black mm-hmm. cats, which is funny, but I think it's cool to know like the some historical origins of different mm-hmm. superstitions and things. Most people thought <clears throat> black cats were literally like the devil or a witch, just like. Could you imagine <laughs> going walking around in the fourteen hundreds <clears throat> seeing a black cat and like, like ah. <laughs> like running for your life. <laughs> Meanwhile, here's Sarah, who lived with Leek for thir- how 2007 to 2023. That's seven, 10, oh 16 years? Six, yeah. Oh my gosh. You can hear Bleak in our, was it second episode of the podcast? Aww. I think, yeah. Yeah, she was in our second or third episode of the podcast, and then we unfortunately had to announce that she had passed in the next episode after that, which was really... Really unfortunate. Um, but anyway, not to get on that dark. I mean, we're on a dark. <laughs> she made her. She made her presence on the. Party. She made her. She made her presence. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine we play it back and like it's like now it's like Satan will find us all. Yeah, it'll like... literally be like something spooky. <laughs> we play it in reverse, and it's all just like. <laughs> play it in reverse. That's what I mean. <laughs> uh, no, Bleak was a gem. Oh my gosh, but black cats. Yeah, I saw one the other day walking. Actually, and I I don't know why. I guess it's funny how much like these things like make you think. If somebody owns a black cat, like your black cat, I was never like, oh my god, spooky. But like, if I see one out in public, still that like crosses my path, or like, you know, I still like somewhere deep in the. I back think of- that too. Yeah. yeah. There was one that I would always go visit my grandmother on yeah. Sweeney Lane, and we would drive up Edward Street, and there was a black cat every time we were going to visit my grandmother. There was one that would cross it. Wow. Street. We love it. Yeah, I just I find Mary think- culture for you. We love it. I think there's something about the like. <laughs> I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but, like, the spontaneity mm-hmm. of, like, the sightings that makes you, like, oh, my God, like, this means I'm going to have bad luck today or for, mm-hmm. you know, for however yeah. long. And then once you notice something, you're more... Did I listen to you guys say this on... It's called the... Yeah, it's called I did. The something, something, something I'm a fan. Effect. I'm telling you. You are. <laughs> you guys are talking about it. Once you notice it, you're... Or once you know of something, you're more likely... To notice it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's something that happens to me all the time. It's so creepy. So, yeah, knowing Same. these superstitions, it's like, you know, now, you know, they're all ingrained in us, but we just, we accept them. And I don't really think, like, oh, my God, I'm cursed. Let me just go, like, rent, like shower in holy water to, like, <laughs> get myself good again. But, like, I definitely do think that there's a level of still superstition, like, just ingrained in my brain. Oh, see. Um... But yeah. And then I'm done. You're done. You're was, so done? Okay. Um and then I gave Kale the hint superstition. Superstitions. Okay, let me pull up my little notes, which I thought I had included in here, but I know where they are, so hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, so superstitions, I was like, hmm, now what are we gonna talk about for something like superstitions? Because as y'all know, episode thirteen of the podcast, um, we strategically did, you know, for 13 being an unlucky superstitious number, we did that whole episode with Katie Jardine about superstitions. Shout out Katie. Yes. And um, <laughs> we love Katie. And um, so I was like, okay, I, I have to think of something that's like, you know, we actually didn't do black cats, which is it's cool that you can add yeah. that layer on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I was thinking of like superstition. I was like, what am I going to talk about here? Like... I, I tried to look at so many different things and I somehow found my way back to like music 
or like things that were like there were certain songs that were like spooky songs or like superstitious like if it played somewhere it was like no like you know everyone got a bad feeling type of thing but I was like let me just see if I can find a case of like a a kind of a you know just a really creepy song or superstitious song and so I came upon um I don't know, the listeners probably know of this song, but I didn't. Um, now, a band called <clears throat> Badfinger um, in 1970. Do you know of this band? No. Okay, good. Um, Sarah? Good. No. <laughs> Say good. Um, okay, <laughs> so. Beatles. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, let me just see. Badfinger. So, so, the band was comprised of Tom Evans, Mike Gibbons, Pete Ham, and Joey Molland. Um, and so they released the album in 1970, um, No Dice, and it contained a track called Without You. Um, now this song was kind of, so I guess, okay, so let's, let's go back a little tiny bit, I think. So there's a little bit of a, do, 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 let me just see. So this band, okay, I'm losing my, I'm losing my thing. Okay, let's see, let's see, let's see. Sorry. Sorry, everybody. If I had tap shoes right now, I would tap dance for you to keep y'all entertained. Because this is a bit of a... <laughs> this is a, No, sorry. I'm just I'm just trying to... What is it? <laughs> stall? I'm just trying to see what exactly the, the case of this is. Okay. So, I believe... So, they were signed... This, this band, this band Badfinger, was signed by Apple Records. I don't think it has anything to do with Apple Mute, like Apple. Um, you never know. But they were mentored by the Beatles, um, and specifically Paul McCartney, I believe, actually wrote a song for them. Um, I think so. So that he wrote a song for them that kind of got them charting. It got them kind of popular. It was a different song, but it was super kind of, you know, 60s, upbeat, like, da-da-da. I, I haven't listened to it, so that's what I imagine it to be. But according to the <laughs> sources, it was kind of a song that was super upbeat. Um <coughs> And they wanted to get more into, like, you know, the the darkness of life and the real mm -hmm. harsh realities and lyrically and sonically. So they kind of, they they merged, you know, they, they wrote it about, I think, relationships, but it's called Without You. Um, and so according to my source, it says it seems like they that, that they infused more sadness than one song could bear. Um, and so, um, do 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 so, um... Apple Records had signed on the Beatles as well. Um, and now the Beatles, as after they had disbanded, whatever, um, it, Apple, rum, Apple Rumbles, Apple Records <laughs> crumbled. And so that left Apple Badfinger, Crumble. Apple Crumble. So that left this band. Are you following? Am I saying it too confusingly? No, I understand it all. No. Okay, so that left Apple Records just was not a thing after the Beatles because they just couldn't get okay. that same height of, you know... Mm -hmm. of sales, et cetera, et cetera. So that left the remaining artists, such as Badfinger, adrift. Um, so they tried to, you know, they tried to sign themselves over to another, you know, uh, he's quoted as being an American fraudster. Um, Stan Polly was his name, um, but he was a, I, I guess he represented a bad label. Um, and there was some criminal mismanagement, which left them basically penniless. Um, Although they had quite a few, you know, several, like, hit songs. Um, and then comes this this singer-songwriter, Harry Nelson, who's also popular. He heard this song that wasn't super well-known, Without You. Um, 
and he heard it at a friend's house. And he loved the song so much that he recorded his own version of this song. Um, and so he actually, when he recorded this song, this Nilsson guy, so this is a completely separate version, but he recorded it and he was pushed to like use his, his different vocal range and arrangement he didn't really like. He kind of grew to hate the song. Um, it did become an international hit way bigger than um, for the band Badfinger. So he kind of like, you know, put them in the shadows a little bit, but still they got some kind of royalties and things for actually writing the song and having the first version. However, two of the band members, um, Ham and Evans are their last names, um, they, they, um, they both took their lives, um, in two separate instances. And at the time of their, their, you know, their suicides, um, there were kind of ongoing battles. It was quoted in different articles. Of course, there's a lot that goes on in individuals' lives that we don't know, especially celebrities, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, it was quoted that they were going through very tough times and specifically with this song and certain royalty things and like battles, legal battles with this song. Um, and so that was two of the band members, two out of four of the original band members. And now this Nilsson guy, he was kind of getting the success of the song. He hated it um, because, you know, it wasn't his usual song. But then Mariah Carey covered Without You, the same song, in 1994. So she was just starting off. Um, this song, technically, if you search it on Google, you'll see that it's another song of hers that kind of got her super popular. But this one was a cover that she did before that. Excuse me. I believe that actually kind of got her a super, like, traction for her debut single. But um, just days before um, her chart-topping version of the song, um, Nilsson, the, the guy that I was talking about, that did the cover originally, he died of a heart attack. So, um, so there's that. So it's kind of just, I guess, again, coincidental, but it's, it's so <coughs> weird. And he died of a heart attack at 52. So it's like, it's just, it's just weird. Yeah. Right. Um, and then I guess this, everybody that this band kind of came into contact with this bad finger band, I guess they were really bad fingers because so, so much kind of, <laughs> so much, kind of chaos ensued after that. Um, but that was kind of that song specifically, you know, two band members took their lives and then the other guy died of a heart attack. And it's just so weird. Like, to, of course it wasn't like directly related to this song mm -hmm. playing or something. It's kind of like the Glee cast. Yeah. You know how they always... Yeah. Yeah. They kind of were plagued by certain, yeah, yeah, certain things. And so I found actually this comprehensive list, which I think goes a bit too far. <laughs> Because um, they just document it's every single person. It's like this person died of heart failure, da 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 da, da. and it's like, you know, I, I get it, but Invested. but it, it's kind of it's just different, you know. All these rock stars, um, yeah, John you know, Lennon, John Lennon, of course, was with they the think Beatles. That's how he died? No, not this song. Oh. Um, just the fact that he was actually associated with them. So he was. He turned to Nelson, this guy, the one that died of a heart attack during his separation from his wife Yoko Ono. Um, so they were super close, and then he got shot. Um, and so many, like, there's at least, like, ten other people on this list that were just connected to that band. But it's just unfortunate. And so that song, Without You, um, is a very popular song in many different versions, but it's known to be kind of a song that holds a lot of 
of weight to it. So I thought that that was, it's not so so much superstitious, I guess. I kind of strayed a little bit from that. It kind of is, though. It is, it is. But it's not like, you know, it's not one. I felt like a song can't really be superstitious if it's played. I, I had researched, and there's certain songs like, um, I can't think of it now, but it's not called Black Monday, but there's a song by, oh my gosh, Billie Holiday um, something. And it's it's basically like the lyrics of certain songs are so very emotional and intense that it has driven different people to um, take their lives. Um, whether that's, you know, that's just the internet saying all of this, but that song um, was just kind of a specific example that I'd never heard of. So go give it a stream and hope that nothing bad happens to you. <laughs> At your own risk. <laughs> Gosh. No, but um, jokes aside, yeah, that was my song. And then after that, I gave... What did I give you? Okay. I kind of... Okay, I gave who? Sarah? Yeah. A hint? You, you gave, gave me... Yeah. I didn't write it down, but what did I give you the hint? Oh, you said recording. Okay. Which I was <laughs> um, like, gave you kind of some hard ones there. <laughs> um, okay, so for this one, I found something on reddit um shout out to reddit sponsor us if you want um (laughs) so (laughs) the reddit username her is rainbow 82 so if anyone wants to go read this story i won't be reading the whole thing because it's way too long (laughs) so i'm gonna summarize it but if anyone wants a more in-depth version um that's where you can find it so I was thinking, like, recording, um, and then I was like, hmm, maybe, like, a stalker, like, fun stalker story. Um, So I came across this guy's story, and he, this all took place in his first year of college. Um, So I guess, so this guy had a roommate, he went to college, moved in, whatever, and I guess in, it doesn't say what college this is but in their dorm room like each person had a phone um just had like a landline phone girl pause Um, for a second this isn't the case of like the is it ohio i have no idea sarah you know the case of the teenagers like recently yeah oh no this was in a dorm this is like Oh, uh, okay, okay. Sorry, I thought you were just gonna like talk about that guy. Okay. <laughs> Brown. <No. laughs> um, yeah. So he started getting these like creepy calls on his phone, but it didn't sound like a person. It sounded like, like it, you know, when you put something into Google Translate and it like reads it, kind of like robotic. Mm, yeah. Um, and it started off just being like, "Hi, I want to get to know you more." Whatever. And at first he thought, like, it was his friends pranking him because, like, duh. Um, (laughs) But all of his friends were like, I have no idea, like, what that is. Like, that's not me. Um, Yada, yada. And then eventually it kept getting, like, like worse. So, like, the calls were only... The calls started out coming once a night. And then eventually it got, like, multiple times a day to the point where he had to, like turn the sound off his phone to like be respectful towards his roommate um but then the the person behind it would leave like voice messages and this person would know like where he was at certain times and like who he was with and like 
just saying all this creepy stuff and then so then this happened like from September to like Christmas break. Do you know what year? Sorry. And he was What's that? Do you know what year? Not that it matters, but I don't know if it said what year. Um, Not that you have to. I just was wondering. It's it's just nice to place it. In my well, brain. this was posted. The Reddit was posted ten years ago, and he was thirty-one at the time, and it happened when he was eighteen. Okay, so, so quite a few years. Twenty years ago, yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. So yeah. So that happened from like september to christmas break and he still thought it was his friends but all of his friends were like it's literally not like we don't know who this is um and then one night he was at a party and he went home from the party and he was like i took this really like weird street that like no one goes on there was nobody else i didn't pass like a single car um he missed like an exit or something and he was like i went on this roundabout to get back onto the highway whatever and then the next day on, like, his phone, the voice thing was, like, told him, like, you were on this street at this time, leaving this party. Why? And then he was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and then the person was like, I really want to, like, take our friendship to the next step. Like, meet me here on campus at this time um, at this building. <laughs> and... <laughs> So this guy's, like, scared, obviously, because, like, it's been going on for, like, months now, and he has no idea who it is. Um, and, if, and like, he was receiving, like, threatening messages, too. Um, so he goes to... There you go. Mistake number one. This place. <laughs> but he had... He told, like, a bunch of people about it. And he was, like... So, like, it wasn't just him who was there. He had, like, his friends, like, surrounding the area (laughs) so he like he goes to the place at the time and there's like i think he must have like it's like on the side of a building or like i don't exactly remember but he does he doesn't see anyone at first and he's like okay Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) and then he sees like movement behind a tree and it's this guy dressed in or guy he still doesn't know to this day person dressed in all black and the person kind of like falls out from behind the tree so then this guy starts like chasing him because he's like who are you and then i think there's like a like a little tackle that goes on in like the driveway of this building and then there's like a van so the van door opens and like other people like pull this guy in the van the guy dressed in all black oh my god and they drive away so he's like okay and like this was witnessed by like his friends who he had like around the building so then when he went back he um he noticed there was like a video camera that was like right on the tree that the guy was standing behind and like they never came back for the video camera but it was recording so he was like i don't know what they were gonna do to me but that guy was not meant to like fall out from behind the tree like i wasn't meant to see him and that's that's all that ever happened like still to this day he has no idea like who they were what they wanted imagine living like that mystery yeah that is so creepy like for them to know everything like no one ever no one ever called him again 
What? Yeah, because they got busted. <laughs> that's like this, yeah. that's, that's like the creepypasta version of like Love Simon. Did you ever watch that movie? No. Or read the movie? <laughs> it's like guy has like an online but it is admirer. A movie too, isn't it? Yeah, it is a movie. Okay. Um, online admirer, but that one's wholehearted. This one is not. So that's just so sketch. <laughs> yeah, like, like what? I just don't know what they wanted to record. Were they going to record like, like a, what they were going to do? Him killing like, yeah. the per- like you know that's. Because yeah, he said he was like, I feel like I was going to get, like, kidnapped because they had the van and, like... Yeah. A van and people. Stuff. Like, that's... But why would they just record it? Like, were they going to come back and get the camera after they kidnapped no, them? Like, I don't... And, like, the fact that there's multiple people in on it and it wasn't just one person, like, what was their intention yeah. if they were, well, A, sending, like, love letters, basically, but then B, like, also sending threatening, like... What did like that guy shouldn't have gone? Like, what was he expecting? That's, when I, that's why people <laughs> die in scary movies. They go just because yeah. they're being nosy. Literally, I guess it's not nosy yeah. if it involves you, but like. But I mean, you. I would just mind my business. If I that was me, I would. N- you you yeah. would not catch me, Jen. Or at least bring your friends. Like, like you don't have to. Like, you don't have to have them surrounding you. Sure, maybe that would be make the person less inclined to, like, actually go and visit. Or not visit, but, like, meet with you. But, like, at the same time, it's, if you have someone standing right beside you, you're more safe, I feel, than, like... Even then, like, screw that. Yeah. Screw that is right. Creepy. I never, I'm just yeah. too... I'm too much of a wuss to do any of that stuff, basically. <laughs> let's, let's pick a random listener and just, like, do this to them. Should we? You, hey, you listening to this now, um, if you hear any, well, I guess we're announcing it, so now. Yeah. Well, let's In pick a, a, let's pick a non-listener. I mean, not that I can who tell who listens, to, but like, you know. I wish you could. I can see what city people listen to it in, which is cool. Yeah. But like, that you know, cool. maybe I'll pick someone from like, like Colombia. I don't think we have any Colombian streamers. Listeners. You never know. Never know. Never know. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Um, um, but I yeah, know. with that, that with that hint, I gave Emma the word telephone. Mm. I liked this one the most, honestly. Yeah. This hint. I decided to compile a little list of haunted phone lines that you can call. Maybe this will give some inspiration to no. some of the listeners. Cool. Um, so the first one I found was, it's kind of like chain mail, which I figured I'd start with that because it's probably the most boring. What do you mean chain mail? So this one is a phone number. It's not a specific phone number. I think it's just kind of like you can dial one. As long as it has a lot of zeros in it, you might get one. You might dial the dead is what it's called. So there's a man on the other end that will tell you to call 15 more people, give them the number. And get them to call him or you die. Somehow he, like, hunts you down. <laughs> what? So that one was kind of like <laughs> chain mail. Like, you used to get those, like, messages as kids and stuff. And, like, they were in, like, the comments of Facebook posts. Mm. I remember they used to scare me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, this one is... The next one is 2020-2020. I don't even know if that constitutes to, like, if that's Gives enough you digits. Or... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's enough digits to make a phone number, so this could just be total, like, I don't know, lies. But apparently it's just on repeat. Maybe it's, like, from a 911 call or something. 
and it'll just constantly say, help me, Susie's dying. What? So I think it's weird because it's like, who, who's paying to like have this phone line constantly yeah. say that? No, literally, like what? Yeah. That um, is suspicious. The next one I thought of, or I didn't think of, I found. <laughs> I didn't come up with any of this. She came up with all of these. No. <laughs> this one, it kind of reminds me a bit of uh, the, the songs, or the song. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Red Numbers. I couldn't find exactly what number it was that you would call, but it's based from Nigeria. And instead of you calling the number, you would get a phone call from this red number Mm-hmm. And if you dared to answer it, um, it was just like this super weird noise, like a, some sort of sound wave frequency that would cause you to have a brain hemorrhage. What? So it was like basically murder <laughs> by phone call. Because um, I'm scared. Oh my God. So yeah, but I guess it makes, it's more like, if it is real, obviously. Yeah. It's less. It's more direct than the than the song. Or the I mean, song I like if you're involved, you die. This one, it's like <laughs> if you listen, if you pick up the phone and you hear the sound wave, like you're a goner. Wow. Um, and then the last one I thought was like kind of the not the coolest. They're not really cool, but they're cool. Dude. Um, <laughs> this was the Death Wish phone line, which you dial all nines. And you call the number at around midnight and you whisper into the phone some sort of wish that you have. And it will come true. But within some time the next day, you'll die. So it's like your actual death wish. No, fam. I thought it was kind of cool. I used to always, like, watch people, like, calling, like, what happens if you call, like, the 666-6666 and, like, all of, like, those, like, creepy devilish... Yeah. yeah, phone lines or like some people would like call their friends as that number. I thought it was kind of cool. <sighs> and with I that, like where you took this. I like it great. a lot. That's- I <laughs> I do listen to other like I listen to podcasts quite a bit. I listen to them before bed, so I like the ones. My favorite ones are the ones that are kind of like lists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad. Cause- and with that, I gave Kale the hint haunted. Haunted, haunted, haunted. I feel like it's a kind of generic one for what we were going for. I mean, you know, that's that's valid, and it's it's still <clears throat> valid nonetheless. Yeah, I'm just gonna pull up here my. Okay, so, okay, so I wanted to take something because I was like, hmm, I could talk about different hauntings and different things. I think we'll do a bit more of a haunting kind of episode. Towards Halloween. Excuse me, toward Halloween. Um, but I, I, I took this kind of in a different direction. Um, so this is a bit of a long story. Um, good thing I peed beforehand. Yeah, yeah, good thing you peed. So this is a, a true story. Um, and we're going to start it off. Um, let me see where to start it off, I guess, because it, it kind of gets... So yeah, okay, I will, I will start off. So this story revolves around a man... Named Daniel Laplante. Have you either of you ever heard of him? No. Okay. Hope. Um, now these events, the incidents happened or they occurred between 1986 and 1987. Um, and now, yeah. So I'm just it's it's a tale of jealousy, delusion, desperation, 
misplaced affection, et cetera, et cetera. But it involves kind of an element of haunting, which I will get into. So bear with me. So childhood, I won't go into it too much. Um, Daniel Plant, born in 1970 in Massachusetts, which is not too oh. far away from us now. Um, he suffered a traumatic childhood. Um, and yeah, he just, he was subject to a lot of abuse. Um, not to just completely, you know, skim just over it. They are tough events, but he kind of, you know, started with small little tiny crimes. He was a small time thief. Um, he spent his evening breaking into people's properties in that area of his hometown, stealing their valuables. Um, and, and yeah, and by age 15, he was actually breaking into like people's houses and like not only taking stuff, but like leaving little tiny like things to say like, Hey, I was here kind of thing. And so eventually he was invading people's homes purely for the purposes of playing mind games with them. Um, with the owners of these homes. Yeah. And so this is where I kind of got the story because I there's a term. I most, I mean, I guess I kind of am spoiling it and telling this story. But have you ever heard of the, to- the term like frogging? Mm-hmm. It's spelled like P-H-R-O-G-G-I-N-G, like, no. like that. But okay. Is it like fishing? No. I don't know what fishing is, but like... I don't know either. Anyway. <laughs> I've just heard it before. <laughs> I have too, but I don't think so. Um... So, in 1986, Danny had obtained the phone number of a family's address in the local area. It is likely that he burgled the house at some point and somehow retrieved the phone number, although this is not confirmed. Um, So the the house belonged to a family of three, a father and his two daughters. So the daughters were named Tina and Karen Bowen, and they began to talk with Danny over the phone because he called them. And now he had told them that he'd been given their number by a friend who went to the same school. He was good-looking, blonde, et cetera, whatever. And so they became well-acquainted after several phone calls and arranged to go out on a date one evening. Once again, another bad rendezvous story. Um, so he eventually, he's, he arrived on their doorstep, but Tina was shocked to, you know, to discover that the boy that she had been talking to, like, was the opposite of what, who he was or who he said he was. So instead of this athletic jock-type boy that he told, like, basically the catfishing, because it kind of almost is. Yeah. Uh, but that's different, I guess, catfishing than fishing. Um, this blind date was a disheveled, greasy, I, I'm quoting, <laughs> dark-haired boy with no attractive features whatsoever. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> Honestly, I'd be saying the same stuff if I got catfished. I'd be mad. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and he I get it, hideous. too. I mean, I get it. He's completely hideous, terrible-looking, whatever. Um, so, now, now let me see. I'm trying to move over so Sarah can hear you better. Oh, oh, yeah. I have yeah, back. yeah, you're good, you're good. Right, that's I'm right. I'm not just trying to cut No, off. you're good. You're, okay, so... Now, I guess for some reason, um, Tina let him take her to the local fair. Um, and so after just an hour together, Tina was like, okay, I'm piecing and I'm going home. You're ugly. You're Bye. ugly. <laughs> <laughs> so during this date, though, um, Danny, he discovered that Tina and Karen had recently lost their mother to cancer, leaving only their father. So he actually took like a weird level of interest in, in the details of the mother's mm-hmm. death. Um, And so it almost seemed like he was... Tina later claimed that it almost seemed like Danny was obsessed with the death of their mother. 
And he just was completely questioning her on how she felt at the moment she died and how much the mother suffered, etc. So Tina didn't willingly see him after the date again. However, she would later discover him under circumstances which almost defy explanation. So one evening, Tina and her sister attempted to... Con- you, you, you'll start to see where this is going as I get to it. Tina and her sister attempted to contact their deceased mother by performing a seance in their basement. Um, They performed it purely, you know, just teenage naivety. (laughs) No, not routinely. (laughs) Not really expecting much to come out of it. But that same evening, they received a rhythmic knocking against their bedroom walls as they slept. And I I feel like you're starting to get a, a sense of where I'm going. Amazingly, it appeared as though the seance was successful. So in the dead of the night, the two girls spoke to this unseen force as though they were talking to their mother one more time. (laughs) They asked the spirit questions and it replied with knocks on the wall. So they really thought, you know, we have this supernatural, like haunted, you know, not haunting, but like a presence in the house that they believe to be their mother. So it continued for several evenings until the knocking became so regular that it disturbed the girl's sleep. So it became like not only during times where they were, when you know, were summoning. At, when they were summoning the mother, like wanting to talk <laughs> to her, it just was like uh, all day long. And then over time, objects in the house began to disappear. So items that were laid out on the table would, you know, find themselves stri- like thrown across the floor the next day. The girls would come home to find furniture moved. Can you hear me, Sarah? Oh, Sarah's Sarah's piecing for a hot second. We'll wait till Sarah gets back. She must been, oh, she's letting her cat out of the room. Such a mood. <laughs> um, bye, Bleak. Or not Bleak. Oh, my no. God. So I'm so sorry, Bleak. Bye, Bella. I mean, just say that's so I awkward. Think she didn't hear it. <laughs> because sorry. she didn't hear it. I just... <laughs> no, I noticed. And I was like, I was like, oh, Sarah's going to let her cat out of the room. Bye, Bleak. And then I was like, oh, it's not Bleak. That's so awkward. <laughs> bye. Okay, um, you triggered. You triggered, literally. So sorry, rest in peace. Um, Okay, so now, so they were like, okay, this is kind of weird. We heard the knocking and now like our objects that we own are literally like getting thrown across the house. Like what is going on? They they started to believe. Is it Daniel? What? It's going to be Daniel? I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say don't spoil it now, Sarah. (laughs) So the girls, so yeah, they they eventually believed that they were being haunted not only by their mother, or like, but by some malevolent demon mm-hmm. that was just you know completely demon. just disrupting demon, yeah, <laughs> disrupting their life. This is probably mid the you know, what is it, the satanic panic? I don't know if that was the seventies or whatever, but this is the eighties, whatever. So the girl's father just kind of dismissed it as parents usually do, you know, in horror mm-hmm. movies, whatever oh, yeah. movies. Oh, it's nothing. You guys are just, you guys, you girls are probably just the ones causing the trouble. Um, and so, yeah, the father just refused to believe that, you know, they, as they claimed, had let this evil being into their home. Mm-hmm. Um and he just completely was like, you guys are just, you know, dealing with the loss of your mother and you're just being dramatic and mm-hmm. completely just underscoring their entire experience. Now, on the evening, on one evening, sorry, in January 1987, the strange knocking begun while Karen and Tina were alone in the front room of the house. And now the constant tapping had become so, you know, regular that it had almost dro- driven them like insane. Um, 
they just were like, they were completely fed up with it. They were like, what is going on? Like, we hear this all the time. We can't sleep. We can't, you know, ever have any peace. But it didn't seem like the noises were coming from the walls this time, but instead the basement. So they, they grabbed a kitchen knife, you know, good, 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 good thinking, I guess, you know, if you're going to go down into the basement. But they did make their way toward the source of the noise. So they were, they crept downstairs, but they were greeted with an ominous sight. And this is a true story. So I, I believe my source is correct, but there's, this is from a book. Um, written in blood red, so in, in blood red, they made it sound like it was like blood. Written in red on the basement wall was a message, I'm in your room, come and find me. So creepy, I'm like, ah! That's what I would do. Okay, I'm and the girls were like smart, so they immediately fled the house without hesitation, See? as they do. Finally. As you should. Um, and they, they called the neighbor, you know, they said, you know, help like I don't know what's going on in the house <laughs> so they waited for their father to return home and they told him what they had discovered so he again believed it was the daughters that were responsible he ordered them to go into counseling to help them cope with what he believed was their mother mm-hmm. um, you know the loss of their mother sorry not to make it sound like the mother was doing that <laughs> um, so grief of course so several weeks later a similar incident played out in their home again with even more bizarre results. Again, the girls heard knocking sounds, but this time they came from behind Tina's bedroom wall. When the girls, when the two girls entered again, they were greeted with a message written in, in <laughs> keep saying blood red, <laughs> written in red on the wall, I'm back, find me if you can. So, so yeah, the aftermath, the aftermath played it the same as before. Frank placed, the father placed the blame completely on the daughter's um, the girls had called him home from a neighbor's house to come home because he was out. As, you know, parents in the 80s often were just left their kids at home to fend <laughs> for, their, for themselves, even though they had creepy, you know, issues going on. Um, and so, you know, he marched into the house to prove no one was in there. But when he entered the house, he noticed that there had been more, like, you know, disarray, I guess, in the home than what the neighbor and the, the girls had previously claimed. And it had become apparent that someone had been inside the house when Frank, the girls, and their neighbor were all assembled elsewhere. So when everyone was out, so after the girls had left the home, scared this time, um, the home, he came back, they all came back to the house in complete, you know, disorder. So the father entered Tina's room alone, and there um, a message was painted on the, the wall again that said, marry me. In blood red? In blood red. In blood red. Can you believe it? Okay. And then on the other side of the room, Frank was greeted with uh, just just a sight he didn't expect. It was a young boy oh. stood dressed in the clothing of Frank's deceased wife. He Ew. was wearing her makeup, a dress, and a blonde wig. And in one of his hands was a hatchet. This young boy was Danny LaPlante. So, now, let me see, let me see. So he, he kind of somehow escaped Danny. I don't know why he had a hatchet. He was armed, but, you know, the police were called in to investigate. And, but it, it, it soon became clear why he was able to escape, you know, just basically vanished out of the home. Mm-hmm. Um, so each message was apparently written in ketchup on the walls. 
Classic. <laughs> classic. Um, local police searched the house for clues to how he might have been able to access the house in the first place because, you know, usually the house is locked, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, one officer found a hidden crawl space behind a cupboard, which was built into the wall of Tina's bedroom. So when the officer opened the hatch, he discovered Danny was curled up inside. Oh, he was like an escape artist. He was literally in there. So they removed him and placed him under arrest. Um, so once he had been removed from the scene, officers conducted a thorough search of the residence. They discovered that he had been living inside the walls of their home. The passageway, for which how they... Long? I don't know. For at least a year. Ah, um, what? Although there's still some things that I don't understand because when I Googled it, it's... Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, let me just see. So so he had been living in their house. Um the passageway, yeah, it tunneled around to other areas of the home. He had peepholes dotted around so that he he could observe everyone in the house, specifically Tina, who he had fallen for um, to watch her, whatever room she was in. Um, so he had been pretending to be the ghost of Tina and Karen's mother in order to torment them. He was planning to reveal himself to the girls while dressed as their dead mother to try to, I guess, gen- like, you know, pass off as their spirit, whatever, to terrify them. Who My knows? God, he was, like, committed. Now, the following year, um, Danny was placed into a juvenile facility where, because he was only 16 or 17 at this time. So he was placed into a juvenile facility where he remained until October 1987. Um, almost immediately following his release, he returned to his life of burglary. So during one of his robberies in November 1987, he, he grabbed two handguns from a neighbor's house. And then he broke in in December of that year to another family home. Um, and he was greeted by pregnant Priscilla Gust- Gustafson, who was 33 years old, and her two children, Abigail and William. Um, and then, and yeah, and the husband of Priscilla came home Um and he discovered that Priscilla was, you know, dead in the bedroom. Um, and he called the police, who then discovered the bodies of the children who were in bathtubs dead. Um, so this guy, I'll stop there. But basically, um, obviously, Danny wasn't there. But they they eventually connected him back to these terrible, these terrible. Yeah. So he drowned the kids, murdered the pregnant mom. Did, um, he didn't kill any of the people no, that he, he was living. Like, no, when he was no, living no. In the house. No, sorry, Sarah. I completely weird. just set you down, completely forgetting that we were on the call. <laughs> but no, he didn't. No he worries. Didn't, he didn't kill those those people at all, which was just. He dedicated so much of his life to them, and then didn't even like. Yeah, it was more of like a, he was just obsessed with right? them. Right, bro, go back and no. <laughs> Get the job done. Get the job done. No, but that's just. Like, that just goes to show, like... How creepy. How creepy, but, like, how messed up and how, like, you know, after the first time, he shouldn't have been released. Like, that's such a... No, that's, like, yeah. stalking to a whole other level. All of the facts of the first, yeah, of the first thing. Is he still alive? Can you see? Um, I wonder if he is... I think he... If he has died yet or not. He's probably it's still in like prison, that. if it's there. Uh, Nothing, it says eh? born, but it doesn't say anything about So he must be that. still alive, and hopefully, I think he was arrested. But, I mean, you know, it's it's just concerning to think that... Yeah, 53. He's 53 years old. Okay. Wow. Still kicking. Still kicking, unlike the people that he 
killed, which is unfortunate. And, you know, it's sad. Of course, you can't catch everyone, but I hope, you know, hopefully in the future we'll know that if somebody stalks people for a year in the walls of their home and, you know, even though he didn't really threaten to kill the first group of people, let's hope in the future that maybe, you know, these people will be taken more seriously as, you know, just creepos, yeah, and like <laughs> suspects, suspicious people. Um, but yeah, that was my long-winded. Um, I thought there was a lot of points <laughs> to that story, so I, I, I'm sorry. I just had to kind of I'm get sorry. all those. <laughs> I had to get so all I'm those sorry. points. So I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> lots of points to that one, but um, yeah, that was the story of Danny Lapointe and the plant. The plant. <laughs> sorry, everybody, not to butcher right. it. So sorry. I'm so sorry. Thank you. I paid attention. <laughs> I was the one telling the story, and clearly, I didn't even pay attention. Um, but no, I um. I guess that wraps up our, our kind of dark-themed, spooky-themed episode. Spooky. Happy Friday the 13th. Happy Friday the 13th is right. And I want to thank you both for... I'm Not for joining me. I mean, Sarah, you're my co-host. <laughs> but I mean, I want to thank Emma, especially, specifically. Hey, thank you guys. Oh, my God. It's been a long time coming, and I'm so sorry that you've had to beg. Um, you know, <laughs> just know that we've always Down intended on our hands to be and on. knees. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally. Um, I guess. I had a blast. I had such a blast. Now, I didn't tell you, I don't think beforehand, but we do do, we do do our bops of the week, which is a, which is a song that we, we share with our listeners every week, just that we're vibing with. I didn't quite pick one out myself. Um, if you have bonus points, if you have any that are like spookier, but they don't have to Probably be. Not I don't. You know, they don't have to be because we don't just listen to Halloween music. I go music. on my receipt for this month. And go on whatever. I'm yes, at, I'm gonna pull up what I actually have. We love it. We love it. Um, Sarah, do you have one ready to go? Or I do. Mine okay. Is ready. Yeah. So ready. Um, so my song is "Club Heaven" by Nessa Barrett. By Nessa Barrett, I like her a lot. Yeah, she has good music. Club um, Heaven by Nessa Barrett. Yep, new song. Okay, wait, is that is that simply Nessa? No. Okay. No. This is the one that the TikToker. Oh, okay. She had a lot of TikTok drama. Oh, okay. I listened to the BFF podcast. Oh. She gets brought up there. Simply Nessa. <laughs> do you remember Simply Nessa 15 or whatever? Yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Um, gosh. Okay. We love it. Do you have yours, Emma? Or do you want to? Um, I can tell mine first if you want. Or? I have. I pulled up my Recidify. Mm-hmm. It says that my top song for the last month, because that's as close as I can get, mm-hmm. is Socialite by Post Malone. Okay. That isn't my favorite on the album. So I'm <laughs> going to give a little extra what would i say extra my love. favorite song on that new album that i am listening to right now right now pro- well like not right <laughs> now but my favorite song right now since the album came out is probably laugh it off it's the last song of the album and it has a little outro it's cute I is it know. a lot la- is it him laughing no uh-huh. it kind of says a haha he sings haha okay good i was gonna say miss, miss opportunity if you listen I'm going to listen to it. I'm excited. The whole album is beautiful. I recommend. We love it. We love to see it. We stand, Post Malone. We do stand. Now, my bop of the week um, is... 
is a song that is titled the same as one that y'all know and love. Um, it's called Season of the Witch, but it's not the classic 1960s version, nor is it the version by Lana Del Rey that came out in 2017. This is a whole other different song. It's by a, an indie artist. Her name is Bella Molden, like M-O-U-L-D-E-N. And um, she's just really, she's a small singer, songwriter, but like it's kind of a bop. She released a demo version to the song, I like the I personally like the demo version better because of the chorus, but the mm-hmm. she changed it up in the the official recorded version. But um, yeah, anyway, enough about that. But that is my bop of the week. You can find them all in our Instagram bio um, on Apple Music. Sorry, you can you know after you see them and identify them there, you can you can listen to them on whatever platform you choose. Emma's like Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> But um, but no, I guess that wraps up, you know, without further ado, that wraps up this entire episode. And um, I get to send Emma Bowes home, as she should be. Back. The cold, sick, sickly Emma Bowes. Sickly Emma. <laughs> Just kidding. Back home to my bed. I was on campus all day today. Were you? I did skip my first class. But <laughs> I was on campus all day in between my second and third class. Yeah, that's and valid. My bed misses me. It does. Did you come right from camp? Yeah, you did, yeah, I didn't did. you? Oh my god! I was gosh. gonna take the bus, and then it was gonna take too long, so I Ubered. You just had to get you know this recorded and done with and over with, and I was really excited to see Tucker. Yeah, the dog. I love it. <laughs> the only I reason. <laughs> Not us for the podcast or anything. Just, just oh, Tucker. We can promo the dog account. Oh my god, Emma made a with some friends. I gotta make sure I have the the correct. Email. Yeah, of course, Sarah or Sarah. Emma has a I Instagram account. I underscore love underscore Tucker Wolf. Yeah. Um, Sarah's mom follows it. Fun it's fact. a fan. It's a fan account for. <laughs> oh my god. I my doggo. Um, yeah, so you can check out Tucker there. Um, <laughs> my Photoshop picture of. Oh my gosh, we love it. We love him. He's pure. He's amazing, and I'm so glad you got to re- you know be reunited with him. I love him. Yeah. And meet the new baby. And the new Flo. baby, Flo, the little kitty. We love a little cat. Unfortunately, she's not a black cat, but you can't you can't win them all, I guess. No. Um, but yeah, I guess we will wrap this episode up. It's been a good hour and a half. My gosh, we're like a movie. Gracious. <laughs> oh my god, that's shout so crazy out to, to think. Whoever like, listens to the end of that. I know. Honestly, shout out to you if you're still listening, <laughs> because part of me has contemplated whether we should be doing like shorter episodes. But then I'm like, there's a charm to longer episodes because you can really like. I feel like that's why I listen to podcasts because right. they're longer. And you can like you can listen while doing your whatever, washing dishes, procrastinating, going for a walk, walking to campus. I watch them before I go to bed. Like I have Love a sleep it. timer on. Little wind down, yeah. Mm-hmm. You can definitely yeah. maybe not this one, <laughs> this episode because it's so <laughs> spooky. <laughs> but but yeah, no. Did you have anything else to say, Sarah? Um. Thanks everyone for listening. <laughs> Valid. <laughs> Appreciate that is... you all. Love you all. Thank you, Emma, for taking the time hey. out of your day to be here with us. Mm-hmm. I love spending time with you guys. And hopefully, yeah, I'll see. Hope you everyone's in staying safe soon. on this Friday the thirteenth. Literally, if y'all don't stay safe, just you know, please let us know. Or if you let not us dead. know for <laughs> another spooky episode. 
Yes. If we talk about it. If anything has happened bad to you today, Friday the thirteenth, let us know and we will we will report it to our listeners. Um, you know, keep everyone safe for future Friday the thirteenth. Hell yeah. Alrighty, I'll I'll shut up now. Um, but thank you again so much, everyone. Um, and we will talk to you next week. Yeah, we will. Bye-bye. <laughs> no, I'm a she-wall, but like, we will. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys.